0: society of intelligent dogs rules the world it certainly sounds like a great idea for a forward-driven animated show this is interdimensional rss the unofficial rick and morty podcast
1: it's it's great it's great when you do it live brandon because then I, one i get to hear it and i and i never get to hear it usually that's true uh, but then we could just kind of roll right into the show. It, it, it gets it's like an intro for me too yeah it's nice Nice. well hey everybody i'm travis hey
0: everybody i'm brandon
1: and and welcome to another episode of interdimensional rss the unofficial rick and morty podcast the unofficial rick and morty podcast so pleased that you could join us for another episode as we we wander our ways through the the season that was
0: season one of rick and morty uh brandon how, how are you doing i'm doing i'm doing pretty good uh, I'm, as I mentioned before, we started recording today is a day where I just feel super uncomfortable with no, like no matter what my position is sitting or standing or where my computers are, everything is just it feels out of whack. But I'm really everything
1: excited. feels wrong. Nothing is right for for the folks. Let's who, record a podcast
0: <laughs> for the folks who are are watching this. Uh, you'll see that we have our merch set up for today's episode, and and Travis can attest that. I spent about 15 minutes just trying to get two figurines to stand up. Wait,
1: way too much time. <laughs> but but it, it's it's one of the nice things about going back and looking at these season one episodes is we have we have we have toys, we have merch from classic episodes, classic, classic characters that we can we can feature on on the video version of the podcast.
0: Classic uh, episodes, meh, classic
1: stuff. Uh, let's let's get into our, our how how people can reach us. Uh, on social media, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, over on our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast Reddit dot com, Facebook dot com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Uh, emails we we do the email thing, Rick and Podcast at Gmail dot com. And then you can head over to Apathetic dot com where you can get the link for our T public site. Yeah. Uh, get get yourself a shirt. Yeah. With our with our cartoon faces on it. Get if yourself that's, that. If that's shirt. what you're into. Uh, or get get that a uh, unity shirt that says hi my name is unity um yeah yeah anything whatever let's, and then and then for those of you that want to watch the video version head over to our patreon site patreon.com slash rick morty pod where you can sign up to help support the show and and get some some perks along the way as well
0: yeah get some get some perks uh, perks like central perk like in friends that yeah you know.
1: this is a friends podcast now let's talk about <laughs> talking about being on a break with Rachel. Uh,
0: if if we if we have any new listeners, I just want to throw this out there, you know, just to give you a primer on what on what this show is. Travis and I, we talk about Rick and Morty and with season 3 down the hatch, as they say in in the business, the hatch business.
1: <laughs> yeah, mostly in hatch businesses. Uh... <laughs> right.
0: Uh, over at, in the Hatch Chili Festival as well. <laughs> We so we're we're going through season one, and we're we're going from there. And uh, yeah, we it's it's fun. Travis and I we have we have fun. And to our longtime listeners, Unity, as always, thank you, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. So uh, with that said, Brandon, I think it's time to get into our first and uh, most uh, predictable. It's always there from I think the very first episode. Yeah. Uh, our first segment. It's time for semi pertinent news. Uh one of my favorite things is that now you have a soundboard and and you could easily like write music for segments. Uh we're we're still going with we're still going with the off the cup in, 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 off the cup. Improvised stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so first bit in semi pertinent news is something that uh, you and I debated whether or not we were going to bring up on this show even to begin with. Um, but that is the and and it started almost. I think it's the day after we recorded our our last episode. Uh, but Dan Harmon had tweeted something about uh, sort of 2018 being a year for. Uh, not being like an asshole or something like yeah. that, and, uh-huh. and changing changing who he is or, or acting in a different way. And it was responded to by Megan Gantz, who yeah. has, uh, she was a writer on Community, uh, one of Dan Harmon's uh, previous shows, and had dealt with a lot of abuse from him uh, and in a time where Dan Harmon is, is very vocal about some of the harassment and abuse cases that are out there in the media right now, uh, he, he responded very quickly and acknowledged the situation. Uh, he apologized on Twitter, but also didn't, like, didn't know what he could do to uh, make it right. But he seemed very repentant and, and wanted to make it right, and yeah. she was somewhat open to it but also didn't feel like there was any tweet uh 280 characters or, or not that that could have fully uh you know made up for for that so so then he went on to Harmontown town this this last week and did uh a, a lengthy apology on there and explained the situation did you get a chance to listen to that brandon
0: I I didn't get a chance to listen to it I went to the mall and I went to I was looking around hot topic for some new Funko pops which is oh which is which right. is later which is later down in in the news segment but anyways uh, no so I, I didn't but I did I did read some of the transcript from Harmontown and also uh, Megan Gantz's response to his apology on on Harmontown. Did, so you listened to it, I imagine.
1: Uh, yeah, and so I, I typically try to catch uh, each episode of Harmontown as it comes out, and uh, I hadn't listened to the episode once sort of the stories broke about the apology, and, and but I made sure to to listen to it, and it happens relatively early in the podcast. I want to say it's like seven or eight minutes into the episode, um, and if you've never listened to a Harmontown episode... Uh, it is Dan Harmon. He's got a couple of regular um, people that come on with him. And it's it's sort of improvisational. They don't usually have... Sometimes they have guests. Uh, usually they do sort of like a and d session at the end of it. But uh, it's very much just kind of like a live performance comedy sort of deal. But seven minutes into the episode, like it becomes very quiet, very somber, and... Dan Harmon goes into an apology where he talks about um, his own faults. He talks about uh, mistakes that he certainly made and uh, owns them. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't try to run from them. He doesn't try to give himself an excuse for why he did certain things. And uh, I don't know if you have some of those, those quotes from, from the interview or from the apology, um, but it, it was, it was some heavy stuff and it was, um, it was very, yeah. at times hard to hear, but also very interesting to hear because right. he, he gives some advice as well.
0: I, I did, I did want to grab some of the audio to, to put it in here on the soundboard, but I, I forgot. So, but, <laughs> but, but I do have, I do have some quotes. Uh, he, he does say, I certainly wouldn't have been able to do it. the the, the abuse if I had any respect for women. On a fundamental level, I was thinking about them as different creatures. I was thinking about the ones that I liked as having some special role in my life, and I did it all by not thinking about it, and I got away with it by not thinking about it. And if she hadn't mentioned something on Twitter, I would have continued to not think about it. Uh, and so, so, so his whole thing is uh, Megan Gantz. She after she went on Twitter after he recorded the episode. And she went, uh, did, did like a little Twitter thread. And she says, Here's a weird one for you. Last week, I called out my former boss at Dan Harmon for sexual harassment. And today, I want to ask you to listen to his podcast. I'm not being flippant. I didn't bring up this mess just to sweep it back under the rug. But I find myself in the odd position of having requested an apology publicly and then having received one, a good one, also publicly. Um, and then at the end of the thread, she basically says to Dan Harmon, I forgive you um and and so uh you know this isn't this isn't a Dan Harmon uh apology podcast but i i No will... and but
1: as a as a Rick and Morty podcast in a, an off season that could last who knows how long uh certainly we 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 should discuss any any sort of semi pertinent news to the show and and one of the show's creators uh having a situation like this sort of become uh, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't as big of a news story as as some of the, the scandals that we've heard recently. But uh, especially if you follow the show, it was it was a pretty big deal. And uh, and so it was it was it was good to hear him say those things. Obviously, uh, I would never accuse Dan Harmon of being perfect. And uh, even though he makes a show that I really like and have a podcast about, <laughs> um, you know, that doesn't that doesn't somehow make him holier than thou or anything like that so yeah uh
0: i i just want to say like yeah. there there's people i think in everyone's life who we we say oh those, that guy's an asshole or that person's an asshole but they're my asshole right a, a little <laughs> right. bit um and and so when the news first came out i thought we know we know dan harman's an asshole he he is self-admittedly like his his Harmon block 2017 i love it like just what he says, right? To yeah. Um, but, but he is a man who I feel recognizes his faults and and wants to be better. Like just listening to Whiting Wong's with, uh, Jessica Gao, like he's he's trying and he's he's learned some lessons, and he's still learning lessons. And I think that's what well, what comes from all this. And and, and
1: I think just uh, the final thing we'll say on this and sort of the the call to action. If there is one for this is the fact that he talks about how he got away with these things and then sort of continued moving on from it uh by by not thinking about it right and and that's one of the things that right now i think it is important that everybody doesn't use that as an excuse uh, especially in terms of harassment or abuse it you need to think about it whether whether it doesn't matter who you're working with, it doesn't matter if you're working for someone or they're working for you, if you are colleagues uh, and, and co-parts or you know, peers, uh, but you need to think about these sorts of situations and, and have them on the forefront of your mind Yeah, uh, because, because it isn't an excuse. And, uh, and so I think, I think that's good for, I mean, I'm going to try not to harass you as much, Brandon, <laughs> Um,
0: because I'm thinking about it. Moving on, Travo, trap, 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 clap, trap, clap, trap from Borderlands. Uh, this is this is this is pop. This is pop news. No, this is this is great news. This is great news right here. Rick and Morty they won Best Animated Series for the 2018 Critics Choice Awards. Boom. Where's that? Where's that? Thank you,
2: one. My man. Thank you. There we go.
1: There it is. There we we're go, learning. Sam. We're learning. We're getting used to those. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I one of my favorite things about this this news nugget is uh, how many producers or writers for the show didn't even Had know no that idea. they were nominated for the Critics Choice Awards, <laughs> uh, and then found out like on Twitter when it was announced. Uh, I, they did, yeah. in fact, have an award show, but it was on the CW, so nobody watched it. Uh, right. And and yeah, they won. So awesome recognition i I think the uh the rick lantis mix-up alone um would 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 be an argument for for more awards to come are they fantastic are they nominated for any emmys i don't know let's let's do the research before the emmys happen
0: (laughs) yes yes let's let's please uh so anyways congratulations to everyone who's worked on the show and hey here's to 2019 yeah (laughs) not they will not be eligible because you have to
1: actually have a show in twenty nineteen.
0: That's that's accurate. Uh, and and our last our last bit of semi pertinent news is on, over on the Pop Funko side of the house. They are coming out with some new Rick and Morty, uh, obviously porcelain or whatever they whatever that fabric that vinyl. material is vinyl. vinyl. Oh yeah, lots of those vinyls. Uh, vinyl pops <laughs> and some plushes. Now they got. Uh, Okay, so Rick's ship, so they got Rick and a Rick ship. they have Rick in like a a, a the post apocalyptic uh car uh they've got Morty with Armathy. there's two different ones there's like a, a limited edition Armathy uh with a bloody hand uh there's there's post post apocalyptic summer hemorrhage uh oh, bucket head and this is the one I want. this is the fucking one I want Travis it's the face hugger Rick and <laughs> Uh, you you remember what that's from, right? Uh, I,
1: I, I do now because I <laughs> right? asked you when you sent it to me because I didn't remember. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a bit of an Easter egg from the uh, the Alien uh, like trailer commercial that they did. Uh, what was that last? That was like middle of the season last year, right?
0: Yeah, for Alien Covenant, man. So Rick and Morty they they go on the, the Alien the derelict Alien ship, and then Rick gets caught with a face hugger. And then the facehugger immediately dies because Rick is so intoxicated that uh, the alien can't survive. Yeah. And it, anyway, so, so the, the, the new pop is facehugger on, on Rick's face. Uh, yeah, I that,
1: that just marries up so much stuff that is important to you in your pop culture life. So <laughs> uh, I can definitely see that resting up on your shelves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about the, the new pops coming out. I, I still got to grab me one of the, uh, the pickle ricks with the, uh, like the rat armor on,
0: um, I'm,
1: I'm kind of surprised by the number of figures that they're making and the specific like designs of the figures from particular episodes or, or even just particular parts of an episode. Um, which I mean, it's cool. And and hopefully we see a lot more of them. But uh, like, I think the first three episodes or something are now represented with pop vinyl, uh, and then even a, like a thirty second commercial or whatever it was uh, <laughs> they, they they've they've created. So excited for more things to come. Uh, if you yeah, guys get a yeah. chance to to get your hands on any of these, or or uh, or maybe you have one that that you particularly like, hit us up uh, on our social media with stuffs. And let us know what pop vinyl figures you guys have, or the ones that you're most excited about.
0: Heck yes, Travis. Heck yes. Uh, okay, Unity. Here we go. We're gonna go into our next our next segment, and this is a brand new segment. And guess what? I I made music for this segment. Real, uh, it, actual music. And it's it's not it's not great. So forgive me, uh, but <laughs> I spent probably way too much time putting this music together. For as 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 little payoff as it is, <laughs> um, but we're gonna introduce now. Oh Actually, oh, should we should we do the title first? Should we should we talk about the title? Let's do the title. Let's talk about the title first. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. we 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 put it out there originally as like fantasy battle league. That's kind of, yeah. Kind of we we talked stupid. about it last
1: week. Obviously, we're talking about our our uh, situational fantasy battles. We did one last week. <laughs> based on an email where we talked about, uh, who was it, Squanchy versus, yep. uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Crumbop- the, the discreet assassin, uh, <laughs> Chrombopulous Michael. Uh, but yeah, and, and we threw this out to you guys on Twitter, asked you guys what we should call the segment, and lots of you responded. So thank you very much to everyone that responded. But uh, yeah. what, what were some of the names that people
0: came up with? So so over on Twitter we had from that Vault Hunter, interventional Blitzkrieg that was that was a good one. Uh, I, I liked I liked this one ramped up Rick and Morty podcasts the ultimate fighter with a ph ph uh, my
1: favorite way to spell <laughs> words that start with F
0: from from at h uh, underscore Tariq and uh, Ricktastic blood dome from our friend Gorin ninety three and then uh, the 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 last one which is also from from Gorin ninety three. Blood Dome Draft League, yes. And and I and I and I put this out there. Uh, I I put this out there to the masses, and I said, "Hey, here's a it's a fan contest to to name the to name the segment." Uh, so we we took that, and we actually we we modified it a little bit. We did. So we decided giving... we could have say
1: too. Um. So
0: <laughs> so. Uh. So we're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it out loud. I'm just gonna let the music do the talking. Okay. Okay, so so here it is. <laughs> here is the the world premiere. Enough buildup. Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the next generation of the Blood Dome Battle League.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, Blood that's right. The Blood Dome Battle, Battle. League. Uh, Blood Dome Battle League. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I- Thank you to everyone w- for your title <laughs> suggestions. We, if if you have been a longtime <laughs> apathetic enthusiasm listener, and I'm sure all of you are, uh, we've done a couple of fantasy like draft type uh events on there. We've done Game of Thrones and and um, The Walking Dead. Uh, I I really didn't want this to to have fantasy in the title so much. I, <laughs> uh, and, and we're not and we're not we're not drafting anybody per se. It's 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 sort of at random. Uh, but I definitely love the inclusion of, of Blood Dome in here. So, uh, Yeah, thank you to everybody for, for the suggestions. And, and the Blood Dome Battle League is, is here for, I don't know, the foreseeable future until, until, yeah. <laughs> until we get tired of it. But uh,
0: Yes, sir.
1: Brandon, Brandon, why don't you go yeah. ahead and, and kind of roll through uh, who we have in the Blood Dome this week.
0: Absolutely. Travis, this week we've got tuberculosis versus jaguar. Originally, we, we talked about doing it with grapple shoes, but when it, at, at the end of the day, I was like, "Ah, I don't know if we need them." The kind of, they're inconsequential. Yeah,
1: they're they're not right, that right.
0: important. So let's get on to the results.
1: <laughs> Are you going to always do it in that voice? Is that is that a Should, thing? Is that?
0: Should is that I buy you stuff too? to like
1: gargle with after we do episodes?
0: <laughs> so here, here's here's a couple here's a couple of comments before we get into the, the actual results, and and you tell us. Everybody knows who won this one, obviously, yeah. but. You tell us who, who you think won. Well, only one of them can die. And let's face it, Jaguar has never died. Trained assassin, greater than dormant disease. Danny Trejo, greater than everything. Don't, don't disagree. Can't argue Even his head, even his head on a tortoise in uh, Breaking Bad is, is, is there. Uh, purely dep- depends on men- the mental game. If Jag thinks he's fighting for his daughter, he takes on that shit. Easy win. If not, he'll die a coffee mess. Since he learned the truth already, it goes to TB, Ooh. and that's not for Tampa Bay. I Someone throwing their 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 name in the hat for for tuberculosis. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. And uh, then uh, Tyler Tigno between TB and Jaguar, I'd have to go with my man Jaguar. I mean, I don't care if he was just a pickle. Jaguar went toe to toe with Rick and lived. So. In the end, Travis.
1: That's a a strong argument. Overall, uh, from from the tolls, the tolls, the polls that we put out there, uh, what what were the the final results?
0: Twitter, 74% to 26 in favor of Jaguar. Facebook, 89 to 11 in favor of Jaguar. So as you can see, it was a close match. Yeah, neck And and
1: neck. The whole way through.
0: <laughs> uh, heck yeah. So so Jaguar Jaguar won the hell out of this. So one of the things we, we Travis and I wanted to do, we didn't want to just be like, hey, here's a poll and take the poll and okay, cool, Jaguar beats tuberculosis. We wanted to come up also use the win to come up with like a, a fantasy, Travis, fantasy situation. And we wanted to actually write a narrative or, or put a story together behind it. So Travis, why don't you why don't you take the story you, I wrote? You want me to read your story? <laughs> yes. All right. Take the here story we go. I wrote, uh, and 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 tell us what happened. Well, Brandon,
1: Brandon. as far as I'm aware, uh, it's a it's a pretty straightforward affair. Uh, <laughs> during a routine mission, Jaguar gets intel that his daughter might still be alive through some convoluted uh, conspiratorial web. Uh, it ends in him in a secret center for or a secret center for disease control. And uh, once there, he discovers that the site is completely locked down. Breaking in, he finds bodies of scientists strewn about, bloodied with holes in their chests. He walks yeah. through the building a little bit more and uh, hears knocking from a closet. Opening Ooh. it up, he sees a survivor whose chest almost immediately bursts. Terrifying. <gasps> it's Terrifying, Brandon.
0: Let, let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me just throw this out there. So I did a little bit of research on TB and it can lie dormant for a very, very long time. Wow. Go ahead, Travis, continue on.
1: A dormant <laughs> enlarged tuberculosis jumps at Jaguar. Uh, the cell screeches, and soon, hundreds of dormant TB cells are making their way at Jaguar. He manages to fight them off, but there are so many. Uh, he retreats <laughs> to one of the labs where he finds an enlarging machine and, de- and decaying bodies of what look to be t- transients. Transients.
0: <laughs> Hoboes, as, as they say. <laughs> I'm trying to tie it together uh, with the episode. I got this you. Season.
1: I got you. He he manages to uh, start a fire using a combination of chemicals found in the lab, escaping from the CDC facility. Uh, he turns his back and walks away, hearing the screeches of TB just as the entire building explodes. Yeah. He didn't get what he came for, but, but the CDC better pay him uh, as the best damn disease controller around. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations uh Finn. jaguar well done <laughs> on on your victory this week uh, thank you my so, man <laughs> thank you so much to everybody uh for your responses uh hopefully you like the way this turned out if you don't hit us up on, on twitter or over at facebook and, and let us know yeah. what you think and uh now it's it's time to to pick next week's battle who's who's entering into the blood dome uh next week
0: this week on the blood dome. We have, and this is this is this coincidental dream centaur versus baby legs, baby in legs in the dream world. Uh, the, oh, I, in the I dream added, world, I added, I added the dream world. I added the dream world. All right. Well, it, I don't it, know why. it potentially I could it. be
1: the only place that a uh, dream centaur exists. So, you know, yeah, I'm not ruling it out.
0: Hey, who knows? But hey, everyone, we're gonna put the poll out there like we did before on Facebook and Twitter. Head out there, let us know who you think will win between Dream Centaur and Baby Legs. Until next time, this is the Blood Dome Battle League.
1: (laughs) I like that we have outro music that's produced (laughs) right before we get into what everyone is actually here for. Now that we've we spent the last almost half hour, uh, uh, getting to it, but Brandon, you know what time it is. It's, it's time, time for the main for...
2: thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: not going to let you say it. Cause you've got to sing. Oh, oh, it's time for the main okay. thing, Brandon.
0: M A I N T H A N G main thing, main thing. I'm talking about the M A I N T H A N G, main thing. <laughs> I don't know how to spell. <laughs>
1: I like that, we, that I like that we write it out as main thang uh, with an yeah. A, and, but your, your higher education has, has told you that that's wrong and your subconscious still throws <laughs> the I in. Uh, all right, everybody. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's time to talk about Lawnmower Dog, the, the second episode of Rick and Morty, uh, originally aired December 2nd, 2013, written by Ryan Ridley, directed by John
0: Rice, uh, a classic episode. It, is that the right date? Do we have the right date there? You keep talking. I'm going to look up and, and just uh, double-check you know, the date. It probably isn't
1: because um, I, I fixed uh, the written by and directed by. That's probably not the right date, actually. Uh, and so you just go on to Wikipedia and you... No, no, it
0: is. It is okay. Uh, oh December 9th, 2013.
1: Oh, a week later. Okay.
0: Yes, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, a, Decem- it's almost like it was a week <laughs> later than the last episode we talked about.
0: Um That's but right. yeah so uh
1: <laughs> we are going to kind of go over uh, our thoughts on this episode uh but something sort of excited siding happened this week uh with uh the official Rick and Morty subreddit we we got in contact with uh some of the mods over there and uh hopefully the conversations that we're having on this episode uh about Rick and Morty um we're, we're trying to find ways to tie in with the rewatches that they're doing over there. Do you want to, do you want to elaborate on that anymore, Brandon at this point, or do you want to maybe cover it at the, at the end of the section?
0: I, I, black, I blacked out. Uh, we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the Reddit stuff at the, at the tail end. But I, I do want to say that we uh, partnering up with them and using some of their discussions that, that, that are already out there. And um, uh, you know, some of the, some of the research they, they've done, Look, they, they told me I could, we could do it. Yeah. They said, they begged yeah, us take, to whatever, you, they take whatever you, take whatever you They practically begged us to. <laughs> there, there were pictures of just people begging. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was, kind of uncomfortable. Anyway. You know, but I uh, mean, we're,
1: we're like fine, I guess. No. Uh, and, and, and the first way that I want to, uh, to highlight that, that relationship is by, uh, using their synopsis from their rewatch post. Uh, so, so lawnmower dog, uh, covers Morty's small white dog, Snuffles, uh, who gets on the nerves of the family. So, so Rick quickly builds a knowledge-enhancing helmet for the dog. In the meantime, Rick and Morty decide to incept the dreams of Morty's math teacher, Mr. Goldenfold, in order to convince him to give Morty A's in math. While the duo are sent on an epic dream world journey, Snuffles slowly gains sentience, which leads to a slew of even more problems. Uh, very concise, very well written. I don't know if that's off yeah. the back of the the DVD or not, but well done. There were there were not well, enough bros for it to be the one that's <laughs> released uh, like in the TV guide or whatever.
0: Yeah, like on on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, Rick's gonna make a dog smart, bro. Oh, they're <laughs> getting some crazy stuff in those dreams, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so lawnmower dog episode two. Uh, Travis just just to start off like it, what is where does this episode rank on your all-time Rick and Morty episodes
1: oh wow if we're gonna do this every week I'm gonna get an aneurysm we, we don't have to.
0: uh <laughs> I don't it, it ranks probably pretty high I think it
1: uh it establishes a couple of characters that uh are classics um and, and when you think about uh, Rick and Morty merchandise and and some of the characters that people go back to or, or lines that that are quoted most often. Um, I think there are a couple of them that that pop up uh, in this early episode. It's the first, I mean we do get to see Mr. Goldenfold in, in the pilot, but we get to kind of get to know him a little bit more uh, as as they travel through his his dreams and uh, and then obviously Snuffles slash Snowball. And uh, Scary Terry are, are classic characters that um, that many people have have fallen in love with, have gotten uh, ink on their bodies of, of characters <laughs> and things like that. So um, I, I definitely would rate this uh, in the upper fifty percent. That's for sure.
0: Wow, that's that, that, high praise. High I know.
1: What, what about <laughs> you? Uh, what, is this is this your favorite episode of all time?
0: Uh, yeah, by by far, B- between this and um, uh, you know, interdimensional um, oh, well, sixty minutes, sixty minutes, yeah, but between between that, like this, this is up there, and and the reason is when, when I first started watching, and the scary Terry stuff happened, and and the mixing it up with Inception to me was like such, we, we talked about pop culture, right? Like combining things like pop culture, like the alien and Rick and th- two things that I enjoy a lot of that go together in an intelligent, clever way. Yeah. When I talk about, when I talk about the show being clever, like this, thanks Ryan Ridley. Like this was a clever uh, concept. And, and so, so I love it. So um, yeah, I I put it in the upper twenty five. Hey, Travis. Yeah,
1: and and I don't, and that doesn't surprise me about you, uh, especially with your fuck. Does, well, <laughs> I, no, I, <laughs> what does that mean? I, no, you I know what it know. means. What it means is is you're crazy <laughs> about uh, horror films and 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 some of the some of the things that are are central to this episode. Um, also just parallel things that kind of pique your interest that are that are outside a uh, Rick and Morty. Um, so yeah, I mean, awesome, good good stuff. Uh, One of the things about it, like you talk about (laughs) the pop culture references and things like that, uh, I I wouldn't say that those were as apparent in the pilot. It it was more like generic sci-fi, you know, craziness. But this is clearly like, okay, we are taking cues from other movies, other, you know, pop culture icons, and we are infusing that into – this show and uh, and and that's sort of carried through the the rest of the season and the rest of the series. So this is sort of that first you know schwack where they're like, all right, we're gonna do an inception thing. It's gonna have a sort of Freddy Krueger dude in there, and just roll with it. Let's let's see, let's see where this goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, one one of the things that uh, we we talked uh that we talked about before uh, on our last episode. Uh, was the amount of time in between the pilot and and this episode, right? Because essentially there was a year in between the pilot and lawnmower dog. And, and so I wonder how much of that during that time was, okay, cool. Where where do we actually take this show? What do we start using for material? Um, and, and I know how I am, like even with that, that narrative for Jaguar versus tuberculosis, you, it, I needed like have like those like spacey horror synths in the background mm-hmm. because it, to me I was like jaguars in like a quasi horror movie like a horror action movie that's that's how I, that's how I felt about it um and so like in pop culture like I just in like this episode just starting pulling the stuff together and and mixing and matching tropes uh which is what a lot is. So. yeah I
1: and I think when you get to the the core of rick and morty and and the fact that deep down at at, at a base level it's it's loosely based on back to the future you know doc and marty turns into rick and morty um you know like i i think it's i think it's weaved into the dna of the show and so it doesn't feel completely wrong to to start taking those things um and, and the fact that they call them out like in the in the dialogue, where yeah. where they're like, "Hey, if you don't like this idea, then that movie everybody loves is stupid too," and <laughs> and like, and when they're like explaining that, "Oh, Scary Terry has swords for for hands instead of knives, yeah. so that he's a legally safe legal knockoff troubles.
0: of an '80s horror character <laughs> yeah. with with with, ni- with miniature swords and for fingers instead of knives." Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I, like those things, you know, they start to they start to cement the voice of the show and the way that they're going to take those things that we're we're all familiar with, uh but they're yeah. going to spin it in a way that is distinctly uh Rick and Morty.
0: Right, right, right. right. Um tra- Travis, because every there's been you watched this episode Multiple times, I've watched it multiple times, to- dozens of times, uh, and our in Unity, I'm, we're absolutely sure that you've seen this probably way more times than we have. Even uh, I don't know if we necessarily need to to go beat by beat with, with the episode, but um, yeah. So <laughs> Jerry, it can't handle uh, Snuffles. Um, now, now, uh, well,
1: who self identifies as Snowball?
0: Yes, yes, self-identity, yeah. Uh, he he is sick of uh, Snuffles peeing on, being a dumb dog, essentially. It's being a dog,
1: yeah. period, just like, <laughs> I, I, the, the, the the moment at the beginning of this episode when, when the dog is looking at Jerry, and he's like, what, do you want to go outside? And he gets up and walks across the room and opens the door, and Snuffles just looks at him. <laughs> I, I've had that interaction with my dog more times than i can count uh i think i happened to me today like where like my dog is just like looking at me and i'm like you want to go out what what do you want and thankfully my dog didn't pee on the carpet immediately afterward. uh but yeah i mean that's just it's like a normal dog thing
0: right right so okay so they they get rick to create this intelligence helmet puts it on puts it on Snuffles and then obviously the dog gets smarter uh overthrows humanity <laughs> in in pretty short order uh, so I, what I wanted to ask Travis was i mean what does what does that say about humanity the wanting to always make their life so much easier at the expense of their freedom in the end
1: ooh deep <laughs> question
0: uh yeah.
1: yeah i mean i think i think we as a society are um are giving up a lot of i don't know if their freedoms or at least uh levels of privacy uh, for the sake of convenience um i i know a lot of people that won't throw like an amazon echo in their house because they don't want to make it easier for people to wiretap them they by putting a an active microphone in their house at all times um <laughs> yeah. you know so the but but then you can turn the lights on with your voice, so you know,
2: uh, yeah, you,
1: you decide. Um, and, and yeah i I think it I think at a at a bigger level you can uh, you can make that argument that people are are willing to to let technology go to a point that that may be detrimental, uh, but for me i th- I think that the 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 better um dynamic here is sort of the way that Jerry uh thinks of, of, of a dog as, as 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 less than himself yeah. and 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 that he is he is superior. Um and then by the end of this episode when the dogs are clearly superior to Jerry <laughs> uh he still like thinks that he's gonna assert his dominance by stooping to their level, pissing on their weapons and and taking a shit on the floor or something. Like you know, he's, it's just, it's completely backwards. And and so, I don't know. It's, it's good.
0: Stuff. This is, this is a weird moment to love in the episode, but when <laughs> Jerry like pulls down his pants to take a shit, like he has like a little tan line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, yeah. He
1: also like walks in a circle, which uh, if you listen to the episode <laughs> commentary, it was like something that was discussed at length in the writer's room. Uh really, kind of getting Jerry to do that thing that dogs will do where they kind of walk around <laughs> before they before they commit to to a duke on the on the rug
0: um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so what, what, one of the one of the questions over uh on the reddit discussion was Rick is able to increase snuffle's intelligence fairly easily uh, what other ways could you see him dabble, dabbling with intelligence of those around him, including himself?
1: Oh, okay. Um like sort of throughout throughout the series.
0: Uh yeah. Or, or yeah, I mean, specifically
1: in this episode. I don't I don't
0: Yeah, you could yeah, you could do both. I don't I don't give a shit. Whatever you want to do, man. It's your uh, show. You just say say words show. and then It's our show, Brandon.
1: <laughs> um it's everyone's show. Uh well, one of the things that I mean, if we just want to stick to this episode is the fact that the the A plot to to the the B plot that is the Smiths and Snuffles is, is that Rick is doing this whole Inception journey to get Morty A's in math. And the, and, and, <laughs> and the reason is because he wants Morty to not have to go to school and not have to do math so that he can go on all of his zany sci-fi adventures. But at the same time, you could argue that he's trying to keep Morty at Morty level and, and isn't, isn't trying to um, make Morty smarter than he has to be. Um, so, I mean, you could argue that that Rick is using a form of manipulation via incepting people's dreams uh, uh-huh. to try and skew intelligence and and manage other people's intelligence.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can, I can see that. Uh, there's, there's those those thoughts out there that uh, a smart Morty becomes evil Morty, right? Um, so we want, we want to, we want to avoid. That. Rick probably wants to avoid that in those particular discussions uh rick has done other stuff like even in the pilot with the with the mega seeds right uh up up in morty's bunghole like it makes him really really smart and and i think there was maybe a discussion somewhere uh or a theory saying that hey maybe rick uses mega seeds to to keep himself really really smart yeah i've heard
1: that before like like the the theory that his flask isn't isn't actually booze, but it's yeah, it's like some sort of mega seed juice that he's using to keep his intelligence in check. Um, I think it's I think it's just liquor. Hogwash. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is interesting. The follow up question to that, uh, asking is Rick truly the smartest man in the universe, or is he just really good at convincing everyone that he is? Um, I I think there's evidence beyond this episode to to support the fact that rick is the smartest guy around but but what do you think i mean do you do you think that's that's been decided or i
0: i feel like it's um a pretty clear conclusion that if he's not the smartest person in the room he is damn near the smartest person in in every room he'll be in uh, yeah. because at at this point in time there's i think you need the rest of the series to to look at for it but the times that he is not in control is him putting him, taking himself out of control Right. and yeah. which, which is, is a, is in a weird way, a form of having control, right? <laughs> yeah. Knowing, knowing that you can come back from, from the edge of eternity, uh, just says how, how smart he is. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't think he needs to convince anybody that
1: i'll tell you what i'm convinced
0: yeah no sorry <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah, yeah i mean it's late and i'm drinking bloody Marys. i'm hey, sorry there you go uh well
1: <laughs> let's let's shift gears here then a little bit uh one one of the other one of the other questions out uh on the discussion was uh that this episode has a ton of side characters that despite mm-hmm. only showing up once still have become fan favorites uh, right. how, how do you feel about the way this show treats its one-off characters? And, and do you think any of them will pop up again?
0: Oh, yeah. well, we have the benefit of looking at season three now. And, and I think sure. this discussion post was done originally um, when, before season three came out or, or, or was just kind of starting up. Uh, I, I love how Rick and Morty deals with side characters. It in that they introduce them, people want to see more of them. But I I, th- I think maybe Ridley talked about it. I know somebody has said it before. How they say like with the seek stuff, they don't they don't want to just bring back these these characters. I think Harmon said it too. Just for the shit the fuck of it, right? Right. Yeah. They, they, there needs to be a reason to have these characters come back. It it shouldn't be just like okay, well we're we're creatively bankrupt. Let's bring back a fan favorite just to give them what they want and give, get an episode out.
1: Yeah. And and there are, there are certain characters that stand out that have, that have made repeat appearances. And, and, and part of that is a, uh, an extended story arc that, that might happen. I mean, if you look at like bird person and Tammy and how their relationship starts towards the end of season one, and then we kind of check in on them throughout season two. And by the end of season two, uh, we're at their wedding yeah. Um whereas like there are some characters that are are almost not even talked about at all like like extras that are drawn in in the background of a party but then they pop up in a school cafeteria or at another event and so they they're almost they're almost even committed to recurring extras in the show. Yeah. But they but they're not going to to force anything. And so um, like with scary Terry, I, I could see a situation where they, where they maybe utilize him again, but I don't know that it would feel organic in, in yeah. any way that they did it. I feel like they would, and and any way that they tried to do it, it would feel like they're just trying to bring scary Terry back. Right. And, right. And, and that, I feel like that cheapens the character.
0: Um, so you, you, br- you mentioned bird person, uh, same with Squanchy, right? Like yeah. that that episode, if those characters felt like they should just be one off characters, never to really be seen again. And they, they did become, you know, fan favorites. And so in the wedding squanders at the end of season two, uh, they brought they brought back Bird Person and Squanchy. And right. Squanchy. And, well
1: and we the, and we learn a little bit more about their kind of the, the, the depths of their ties with that episode.
0: Yes, yeah, because the first time you meet Squanchy, all you know is that he's, he's, a, he's an animal. He's looking he's for a his
1: place to squash.: <laughs> Yeah.
0: And, and so they brought him back, and as you were saying with Scary Terry, they brought him back in an organic way that like made sense for, for a plot.: uh, Scary Terry was arguably a main side character in, in this episode, And so to bring him back, you would have to create an entirely new episode around his character. Unless it's like maybe just like a two second uh Morty goes to sleep and then Scary Terry's like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, Hey, what's up, Scary Scary Terry? Don't, don't
1: even trip, dog.
0: Uh <laughs>
1: like he he exists at Dream Bedrock. So yeah. So there's there's not a lot of situations where it makes sense for him to come back. Um which they they tried in the comics and and I think we'll mention that uh, yeah. as as we as we round out this segment but yeah, yeah I don't know like when when all the dogs take off at the end uh through the portal I think it's even said like oh in season 9 we'll see what they're up to um <laughs> like they could easily you know go to a, a dog planet or things like that and um but it I don't think that they're they're just taking that easy route to 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 get to seeing these other
0: characters right and so I wanna I wanna make another point, and I think it comes up later in the discussion topic as well. But with with the comics uh, and side characters, the the comics are a really 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 good place for fans to go and 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 catch those cameos for yep. these these side characters. Uh, we already mentioned Scary Terry. He's he's in I think issue five. So if you go get the uh, trade paperback. Of yeah, the It's either
1: four or five, but it's, it's the issue where Morty is at like a camp.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a, a, a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the, all the, the pocket Morty stuff, pocket, like you stole it. There's a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, I got my, my TPB in the, in the background. Um, it, it, and there's, a, there's a few, I think slow Mobius is, is in one as well. There's <laughs> just, there's a bunch of these characters uh, that, that that you can flesh out more. Like, even, um, I think there's a comment about Mr. Poopy Butthole. Like, who is he? Like, what is he? We know nothing about him. But if you go by a Little Poopy Superstar uh, by Miss Sarah Grayley, I think she's the one who did most of the artwork in that. Like, you learn that Mr. Poopy Butthole came from... I'm not going to spoil it, but it's yeah. really good. Like, you find out his backstory so for uh, everybody so,
1: that's that's looking to you know fill the time until you know 2025 when we get season four you know like go check out the comics because um, especially if you like those one-off characters or um maybe you know you just want a, a different type of storyline uh, that they, they really kind of push the boundaries even further than the show at times uh, in the comics so
0: yeah, the Vindicator—they're releasing a new Vindicator series. Uh, you're gonna—there's gonna be an uh, issue with Krimbopoulos Michael in it. I'm just saying, like, this is a great way to find out about the backstory of these characters, or not even—maybe not even backstory, but just see them again. Right. That's it. That's, That's all. That's—we're That's gonna talk more about the comics as they come out because I started my subscription over at the local comic shop.
1: Oh, I guess I need to get my act together. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I was going to collect them in trades, Brandon. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right. I want to I talk about something that happens in this episode. And I want to say maybe the first the first time for sure I didn't fully catch it. And uh, even on some of my rewatches, if I get distracted, it's easy to miss. Uh, but the way that this episode ends, um, it, once, once we have Mr. Goldenfold good and incepted, and Rick and Morty come back to see sort of the destruction that's been caused with with snowball um having the the rest of the smith family captured uh you you then see a sequence that takes place where where morty is is accepted by snowball as his his pet uh and then and then the dogs go on to sort of take over the world uh some really awesome like montage bits happen with uh Dumpsters of testicles and, and things and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, do, and like human races where they're chasing a burger around a track.
0: Right. right, right. Uh,
1: but, but we discover that Rick has actually incepted snowball and it's tied these two sides of the story together. And, and he's, he's going to shut down morty's kidneys so that to, to, to kind of create this incepted thought no no that was snowball. all
0: real you really you really sh- you really crapped your pants uh it, got a, it, was, it was everywhere morty got in my hands got some on the dream inceptor it got some in my mouth <laughs> I, that and i just how did it get in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> well i mean if you go back to that vindicators
1: episode like you know it can get messy it can get real messy right noob noob <laughs> uh so yeah and but I, I kind of missed it happened so quickly where then Snowball wakes up and realizes sort of the error in his ways and they decide to go off and, and take all the rescue shelter animals with them to, to We form are not plant.
0: them. We are <laughs> not them.
1: Uh but what did what did you think like some people could say this is in it was all a dream situation, but it clearly wasn't all a dream. It was just it was just a certain portion of it was a dream. Uh how did that sit with you? Did did you did you have an issue with it or or were you cool with it kind of from a point not not getting to total world domination.
0: <laughs> um so I'll start by saying I don't think it was all a dream at at the very end of the episode. I'll start by saying that. Uh but also for the longest time I watched Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> so many times. And and I didn't realize it until I was in my mid twenties that th- a lot of people think that Total Recall was all a dream and that Arnold Schwarzenegger is still he's he's just been uh, lobotomized yeah. and 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 the and the whole and the whole movie is just kind of an unhappy end like he's having a happy ending but it's an unhappy ending um and so I could be wrong about this episode with it being all being a dream <laughs> but I, but I don't really think it matters right because it's there, there's no there's no large consequences that happen after this episode it hasn't it hadn't become serialized at this point sure you know
1: yeah no yeah every episode was sort of self-contained um i think it was a good way for them to show how everything would have played out if the dogs had taken over the world and but still not hamstring themselves where like all right now we have to deal with when they're doing their world building a, a world that at one point for a few weeks was run by dogs like okay maybe dogs had a small uh uprising in in the smith community uh but but they didn't they didn't really get get past that
0: yeah so okay just in just in thinking about this right now uh i'm already i'm already going to the total recall where okay so 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 Snowball wakes up in in the uh, Morty's bed or Summer's bed.
1: Yeah, he's like in Morty's bed. He's still hooked up to yeah. this like mech contraption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a total dog wake up thing though, where he kind of like 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 pops up and like looks around, <laughs> and then like and then like gets back in the suit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but yeah, it, and then he he at, goes and at,
0: at the very end when all the dogs are going through the portal, right? And and he licks uh, Mori on the, the kisses Mori on the forehead. All those dogs are coming from like the shelter, but they they don't have mech suits on. Yeah. No. Uh. So I'm I'm already going back on what I said five minutes ago. Or I'm like, maybe maybe that dog domination was part of the dream, but the.
1: Well, I I think, uh, and and we're really getting into the technical bit here, but <laughs>
0: I don't I don't like theory crafting that much. The, the
1: point the point when Rick and Morty get back to the house after they're done intercepting Mr. Goldenfold, like they already have, uh, Beth, Summer, and and Jerry, uh, mm-hmm. in cages or, or or chained up. They already have like a conveyor belt system that is producing weapons there's already we've already seen multiple dogs in the mech suits so up to that point like i don't feel like that's an incepted thing they were busy somewhere else in incepting mr goldenfold so uh i feel like at that point you know something happens and then rick manages to in incept snowball and that's where the break is where they they don't they don't get as far as taking over the the rest of the world but but they've got a pretty solid operation set up, you know, right. in the living room of the house.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. All uh, right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Again, I think when it comes down to it, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't. After after three seasons, we never hear of the dog domination again. Okay. We we, we never hear we never hear it about it again. So it not, maybe wasn't not yet. Not yet.
1: <laughs>
0: not not yet. Season four premiere. Dog world by Justin Royland. I
1: <laughs> I I I have one other question uh that's in this uh this reddit discussion points mm-hmm. um that that I think we should cover but I meant to write in an answer for this and I still haven't come up <laughs> with a good one.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: and that is uh what kind of gnomes would inhabit your bondage d- dungeon? Uh Brandon, do you do you have an answer right away or <laughs>
0: The the first thought I have is, am I like am I? I'm not an artist, so conceptualizing a crazy (laughs) sexy gnome is kind of well. But I I did play World of Warcraft for a while, and there I mean there are some good looking female gnomes. (laughs) So if if we're being honest, maybe maybe I, I I I grab some some World of Warcraft gnomes. Uh some alliance characters. We have a we have a forty man raid <laughs> right right in my butthole.
1: <laughs> in in what is it? An inter intergenerational sandwich.
0: <laughs> intergenerational sandwich. Yep. And then we'll uh go fight Thrall because he's yeah. he's a horde player. Um uh,
1: I don't know. What? My gnomes would probably be Star Wars esque. Um oh. I don't know oh, they yeah, yeah, probably have a big Jabba <laughs> the Hut, uh, oh man, you know, or something in there, some some Twi'leks or whatever. And
0: I I wonder, I wonder what it's like to to have relations with a Jawa. <laughs> I
1: don't, uh, don't know, but I think we'll we'll leave that to the Star Wars podcast people out out yeah, on the, iTunes, the, Stitcher, and everywhere. Check
0: else. out the Star Wars Minute on <laughs> iTunes and and Stitcher. Can't guarantee
1: um, that question gets answered for you, but <laughs> fingers crossed.
0: Okay, okay, uh, Travis. Fa- uh, so we're 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 switching up. favorite bits. Favorite bits. bits. Uh, what, what, what's your favorite bit, man?
1: Uh, one of the one of the things. It's it's purely visual. It's not really talked about. Uh, but when they're down in the the scary scary Terry, uh, home environment, uh, yeah. and and the the baby Terry or scary baby, whatever whatever it is. Um everybody's got little swords on their hands and and the baby has just single spikes like yeah. that he's playing with in his, in his like high chair. Um I just I thought that was a nice little touch the the tiny little uh you know dangerous <laughs> objects that, that the baby's playing with.
0: Yeah. That that whole that whole kind of making scary Terry's life mundane <laughs> yeah. and yeah. And him like killing people is just part of his day job where you're like, oh God, I got to go, got to go kill people again. And he, Out he just there. Hates
1: it. Not in here.
0: <laughs> and I just, that whole thing, like he, he drives home in like, just like a, like a beaten down <laughs> four door nice sedan. Car.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like he can't even like afford a nice car in his, in his dreams a guy who can turn himself into a missile and he's just driving like a, like a beat up, uh, right. you know, Cadillac. Um, in, in like scary coitus, everything the, was, scary I like the
1: slashes it. everywhere in the bedroom. Like that's <laughs> just to the point where I feel like a lot of that's like inadvertent where uh-huh. like, you just can't help but have slashes and scratches everywhere when you have tiny swords on your
0: hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think that that whole that whole segment, uh, because uh, I I grew up with Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's a little bit a little bit of a weird thing. One of my friends when I was in like fourth grade, no shit, he we had a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon for his birthday party. It was like a sleepover marathon. Come on, like how old was I? And his, <laughs> and his mom was okay with this. Uh, anyway, so I love the eighties were a crazy time, man. I, I I know it and so just turning that whole that whole thing on its head just it just got me yeah it just spoke spoke to me
1: uh um, any any other bits or things uh, uh some of the some of the lines pretty almost almost every line in like the pleasure <laughs> chamber or whatever it is yeah. um they're oh, they're baby. just instant classics. Uh, the fact that that Rick immediately like just jumps into it and just takes his shirt off. He's like, "I'll catch up with you after lunch." Like, there's a scheduled lunchtime that he expects to have
0: happen. I didn't think about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no sexual hangups in the pleasure chamber. Uh, yeah, sexual hangups
1: are are punishable by death or whatever.
0: Uh, one of one of my favorite lines of the whole episode and I've used it in probably my, my daily life is you avoid getting shot every day in real life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And then this is the origin of a uh, don't even trip dog, which, trip, dog. which gets used a lot in some of the early comics. And, and it, I, it, it was almost like they felt like this was going to be like a big thing in the show. And then they kind of <laughs> like, they quickly get away from it as, as the series goes on. But, um, but you know, I,
0: it's still I, there. it's still, so part of the show. It's 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 a line that like I think a lot of people use because people have used it just without irony in their daily lives anyway. Okay. Uh, but now like I, I just I say it a lot. I, I say it right. a lot to people yeah. who who've never seen Rick and Morty. Like don't even don't even trip to, like at work. They're like, Oh, <laughs> we need we need this document. I'm like, Don't even trip, dog. <laughs> we got don't you, trip. man. Here, <laughs> take these pants. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Uh, th- this, th- there's one last question that I I want to point out there, and we talked about it a little bit. Uh, the episode being heavily influenced by Stephen King, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Inception, three very different stories. Uh, I I I talked about it before combining those those things. Do you think that they managed to combine them effectively? Um, is the show is, is the show technically science fiction?
1: Um. Well, like. Is this episode technically science fiction? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't I mean I think it is I think it is if you if you, if you look at, at snowball and his his brain enhancement stuff and then all the the mechs and everything that's that's pretty sci-fi to me um, and then the inception portion of it, uh, the fact that you could put a little earbud in somebody's ears and, and somehow get into their their dreams. Yeah. Uh, that, that element to me is, is, is core science fiction and, and, and is, is the base that everything else that happens in the episode sort of rests on. So yeah, I, w- I would still say it's sci-fi and I, I do think they tie the elements in together and it's the first evidence in, in the show's history of, of doing that really effectively where they, there have been other situations where they, they take maybe, maybe not exactly like matching. Uh, mm-hmm. bits of pop culture, but they will still blend those together. Um, and, and sometimes they reference each other. Sometimes they don't, but uh, they find a way to fit their, their story arc and uh, yeah, and make something kind of unique with it. Uh,
0: I, I want to say that uh, when I saw the question, it said Stephen King, Nightmare on Elm Street and Inception. And I was like, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Got it. Inception. Got it. Wait, Stephen King. Where is that stupid asshole that I am? Like the, the lawnmower man reference. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I just want to like throw throw this out. Like Lawnmower Man, the movie with Pierce Brosnan and the guy who played the helicopter pilot in Lost. Um he, like that 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 movie is far different from the actual story, which like you there's there's no virtual reality or anything like in the story, it's just this guy controlling uh pieces of uh machinery with his mind like right. that's yeah it's it's a it's a super short story. It's not even like maybe five pages long. but yeah I, I, it took me it took me a minute after reading that question, like, I'm or Stephen King, what? Like are we talking about it? Where's it? Where's the it reference in there? <laughs> Whatever anyway, I'm stupid. Anyway,
1: anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, a couple other like quick production notes. Um, the the snowball dog. For, for this is is a pretty direct uh, correlation to Justin Roiland's dogs uh, Jerry and Pup Pup, uh, yeah. And it, and if you do see a picture of those dogs, they look pretty similar uh, to Justin Roiland's dogs, so um or or to Snowball, yeah. Uh, so yeah, clearly clearly a reference point there. Uh,
0: I, it's they the the dogs look so much uh like like Snowball. And the, that one is named Jerry is, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's anything deeper here to explore, but I just, I think that's, that's funny. <laughs> one of the guys I, I do like Jerry. the
1: idea or, uh, you know, we don't do too much theory crafting here, but it, the theory that Jerry, the character is named after Justin Roiland's dog. Uh, <laughs> I a hundred percent want to run with that. I'm, I'm, I'm down for
0: it. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, he's uh, going in circles, trying to take a dump on the carpet. There you go
1: uh <laughs> okay. any, any anything else before we, before we kind of close the lid on on lawnmower dog uh i i mean that's that's our take on it um obviously there's a lot more to unpack in this episode and and many of you have thoughts ab- about it so so please hit us up uh on our subreddit uh rick uh you can add to the discussion over at the rick and morty subreddit um, or just hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, all those places. Send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear more of your thoughts, Unity, and, and the things that you really like about the episode. Maybe if there is anything that that doesn't sit well with you, or you feel like you're glad they got away from in, in this episode, I don't know. Whatever
0: it is, let, yeah, let us is, let us know your thoughts. Is it is this your in your top fifty percent, or is it in your top twenty five percent, or your, is it your top one percent? Bottom three. 99% I don't like dogs I'm a cat person <laughs> I, I, I would have preferred it be Lawnmower cat <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Which, which uh, we, almost, we almost got out of here Without talking about uh, the, the Dog world pitch yes. uh, And the conversation that happens At the end of this episode <laughs> yeah. As all the dogs are going off And, and you kind of reference it In, uh, in the opening for the podcast but uh, yeah, where, where they're talking about, wow, a world populated by intelligent dogs. I wonder what it'd be like, Rick. And, and this <laughs> is actually a reference to uh, the Dog World uh, pitch that Justin made for Adult Swim uh, before Rick and Morty ever got picked up. Obviously, Adult Swim didn't run with it, but the show itself was essentially what is described in that conversation at the end of the episode. So if, you, if it ever, ever kind of you questioned that, if you wondered why Rick... Uh, said like, it it it'd be it'd be a really good thing, and then and then says like, no oh, you you have no idea, uh that's the reason why that's uh that's sort of the behind the scenes rationale for that conversation
0: be- behind the scenes, and also I just throw this out there Justin Roiland does the voice of a dog in the new uh Adult Swim show Hot Streets, oh, so. Okay no matter what he's he's can't he's get away still, from the dog rolls he's trying to do dog dog roll he's trying oh wee he's trying Hell or i don't have, water he's doing uh, it ooh wee he's trying <laughs> i don't have the he's uh, trying for him.
1: all right brandon well it's time for our final final segment of the show listeners no music and short outs no music we've we've had enough music uh, yeah we want to we want to say a big thank you to everybody that supports the show over on patreon.com you guys uh, have gotten us really close to our first stretch goal. So we, we really appreciate that Uh, the fact that we are almost able to uh, fund all of our hosting uh, through your contributions is, is, is amazing. And, and, and we're, we're very thankful for it. Uh, Thank you for the email that we got offering to do advertisements uh, on this podcast (laughs) <laughs> um, we, we really like that, that unity, you, you are supporting us through just listening and downloading the show, but some of you have gone a step further and, uh, yeah, we, we're not interested in, in cutting parts of the show so that we can, we can read ads. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come to that uh, anytime soon. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, cause thank, cause, thank cause you I mean, on,
0: honestly, Travis, we, we write our own stuff and, <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh man, we are just reading off of a script. We could we could do so much better with this. We could do so much better. (laughs) And but like pulling an ad, you know, giving us an advertisement for like laxatives or something like that. (laughs) Like it it would just be it would be subscription
1: boxes, things like that. (laughs) Oh, this week on Loot Loot Crate, Crate. yeah, not a sponsor, (laughs) not a sponsor. But if you want to have the same T-shirt as everybody else who gets Loot Crate, uh, there's a Rick and Morty shirt coming out in January's Loot Crate.
0: Sign up with code interdimensional RSS. <laughs> yeah. Everybody sign up with that
1: code. It's not going to get you anything, uh, any percentage <laughs> off, but maybe it'll get their attention. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, we did, we did get a bunch of feedback this week. That was all blood dome battle league related. Uh, and I, and I think that did take up the majority of, um, our feedback. So, so thank you guys for that. We covered pretty much all of it, yeah. uh, earlier in the show.
0: Uh, we, we did get a tweet from Mr. Dominic Cobb uh, about uh, about this episode, actually. Rick and Morty, the incept, incept Mr. Goldenfold, and the earpiece, when he gets up to walk away, is still in his ear. So the question is, does Goldenfold realize it at some point? Does it self-destruct? Travis, thoughts? Hot take. Uh, good. Yeah, seconds. there's, there's one part of this question where,
1: where he asks... <laughs> Uh, if they had to go back and get it from Mr. Goldenfold before Rick could incept Snowball, um, four,
0: three, I, two, one. You didn't, you didn't do it. That's, that's your answer, Dominic. Travis didn't no, answer it in the 10 oh, seconds. Oh, did I only I have five seconds? I, I, no, I wasn't listening. I gave you 10, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to oh. interrupt the flow. So I, I, listen, I, I, eight to four
1: working under pressure, I'm not great with. That's why I've never <laughs> actually won anything on HQ. Uh, but you know, it's I don't I don't think Rick needed to get it back from Mister Goldenfold specifically because I think he's he pulls like ten of them out of his pocket over the course of the episode. Some of those are are based in in dreams, I guess. So maybe he could just dream himself extra little inception earpieces. But I I think he's probably got a full set. Uh, and I don't know if they I don't know if they disappear. I, maybe it just fell out of Goldenfold's ear and into a a bucket of cheese balls or something like that. I don't. <laughs> maybe he oh, ate it inadvertently.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe when he started uh maybe like when he ducked into the toilet to eat shit because <laughs> because of the coprophagia, like it <laughs> fell out of his ear and he didn't even notice. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we still have a long way to go on unpacking <laughs> the the interesting uh personality that is Mr.
2: Goldenfold.
0: I can't wait for that uh, blood dome battle with Mr. <laughs> Goldenfold and something. Okay, uh we we do have some reviews Randall Meister, this is one of two podcasts to which I listen to, get news, and discussion about one of my favorite shows. Travis and Brandon are both thought-provoking and entertaining. Woo, never been accused of that. <laughs> hey, hey. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, I believe Interdimensional RSS is a must-have companion piece. Five stars.
1: Thank mm. you, Randall Meister. Uh, appreciate well, that. Yeah, and Thank uh...
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: Uh additionally, uh someone gave us a one star review and didn't leave any comments. So, you know, two sides. Uh, two, thank you thank you to everyone for the Thank you. The, <laughs> thank you for the constructive feedback or lack of feedback yeah. whatsoever. Uh if you have not gotten a chance to leave a review on this podcast, and and many of you have, but uh now would be a great time, head over to however you listen to the show. Maybe that's iTunes, maybe that's Stitcher, maybe that's I don't know whatever other weird RSS thing you've got yeah. set up on your Podbean. Raspberry Pi that you carry around and plug your headphones into, um, you know, leave a review. Uh, it will help the show get out in front of other people uh, and it helps us know what we're doing right and what we need to make better for the show. So thanks for everybody uh, doing that next week, two weeks from now, uh, we will have the third episode. The we, we've, these are all the episodes that we've actually, uh, reviewed already like (laughs) in the early days of the podcast so we finally get to do something new and and
0: Uh, and and hopefully we didn't we i i made an effort and i'm sure you did too travis to to not try to avoid repeating some of the same things we talked about the the first go around um yeah yeah i
1: i think i think one of the things now we're now you know if you're still listening bless you (laughs) bless you for doing that but bless bless uh,
0: your heart child
1: going through season 3 and week by week uh reviewing those episodes I think it really helped us kind of find the elements in an episode that we really want to focus on for this podcast so so I'm I'm thankful that we have gone back and done season or season 1 episodes 1 and 2 and and, and sort of had that experience under our belt we we're, we're not doing a rolling commentary style like we tried to do the first time we attacked the pilot uh pilot episode we didn't attack any pilots this <laughs> this is not is sort of situation like that uh, but, uh yeah and and so yeah i i i tried to look at some new areas and um I, th- I think just going through season three we have we have a new perspective uh for the show and for the characters so i think it's it's just made our, our ability to look back on on some of these early episodes even
0: stronger absolutely and and we and we mentioned it right when we got into the episode but we'll go ahead and, and and taper it off with this last bit. We we've been talking to to the the Rick and Morty subreddit mods and we're we're trying to get the discussion questions from Reddit out onto the, the podcast and really explore some more stuff not just, you know, Brandon and Travis cuz we we have voices and we're annoying sounding and and you're listening. That's amazing to me. Uh, <laughs> kudos. But uh, that that we get more of the community and what you guys feel about episodes and get that discussion. So make sure that you we're gonna be looking at the discussion posts that are already out there. Go find those discussion posts. I'll have them also in in the show notes here. Go out there, make some comments, and we're gonna be pulling from that. so uh, look look, look forward to that.
1: All right. Uh, I think that I think that does it. Uh next week is Anatomy
0: Park. Is that is, is that right? Yeah, you nailed it, bro. <sighs> classic. Don't even try Classic
1: trip. ep. Uh <laughs> looking forward to seeing some tuberculosis in that episode. So Oh yeah. Uh uh yeah, and, and until then, uh make sure to head out and vote on on next week's uh battle. Centaur uh, the,
0: versus baby legs.
1: Yeah. He he he's got a regular legs as his partner. I don't know how that'll factor in. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, until then, I am Travis
0: and I am Brandon. And you know what? I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna leave with the, the traditional in- outro. I'm gonna leave with a full version of my new hit single, <laughs> Blood Dome Battle League Complete Wave. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the next generation of the Blood Dome.